No, I think people will just, uh, you know, prefer that I not go in to this episode with any bad jokes or anything. I mean, like, those, those no. are really for my own self-satisfaction anyway, so. Right. <laughs> and I'm too tired to come up with anything. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome too, to the show. Too much, too much incest out there to make fun of. Too much baby eating to make fun of. But if I don't make Might fun well just, of all just of that jump. stuff, it'll just keep happening. <laughs> Jersey represent, Mike. Jersey represent. Woo! <laughs> so we got to we got to hang out with other middle aged Americans like ourselves, and it was all worth it. I wonder if like nineteen twenty year old me would be disappointed in thirty six year old me, just being like, "Oh, you go to a concert with a bunch of like thirty and forty year old something." Ew! There was only like ten people that crowd surfed. Ew! Ew. And like nine of them weighed two hundred fifty pounds or more. Ew! Ew. <laughs> they had children at home or with them at that show. Ew! Ew. <laughs> Brian Fallon is pretty good live, man. Oh my goodness gracious! That's going to be the just talk about. The, that's going to be basically the gist of this episode. Just say we had a great time. Brian Fallon and the Gaslight Anthem boys are back. Uh, touring. What? They're I can't hear you. I'm I'm deaf. I, I've lost every. I, I've lost the ability to hear. So this will be a weird. So fucking loud I'm, last I'm night. I'm just going to be talking about like what happened last night. Adam's not going to have any clue because he went deaf. He's just going to be blabbing into the into the into the potosphere and uh, not Mike, reacting to anything that I'm talking about. Why didn't you tell me we were going to see Metallica? Circa 1985. Just for that one That was song. what I experienced last night. Just for That's one what song. I experienced. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I've been to see ACDC and I don't remember them being nearly as loud as what uh, we experienced because last that's, night. I mean, granted. That's legit for old people. <laughs> granted, we were right in front of the uh, uh, Alex the guitar player, not Alex the bass player. We weren't in front of him we were in front of the guitar amp mm-hmm. all night and it was monitors, blasting us away yeah monitors right in front of our faces and you know right up right up uh, at the front of the stage so peak you know speakers and amps just bombarding us we're you know we're like we're at yes. the front lines right like we are, we're, we're sacrificing our our ears and our health just for our modicum of enjoyment that we get for the year yes but uh well worth it modicum. well worth it the first time in three years that we experienced a live show, nearly three years. I don't remember live shows being like that, though. Like, this was a whole, this was like first time ever going to a live show kind of experience for me. Because I was just like, this is very different That's than what right. I've seen before. And last time we were in, you know, went to a live show, we were in the very back. And just enjoying yes. the enjoying the concert from the, from the rear. Just being like, hey, you know what? You people who are... Younger and older than us, you can be in the crowd, and you can right. be pressed up against one another. And but who not knows last night if, for us, if a baby. global pandemic might, you know, wipe 
most of you out in uh, in just a matter of months you know at it's least 33 percent. i hope <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> one out of every three people we saw at that show probably dead now that's yeah, okay they're probably dead now here right i know right they were gonna that. die anyway there was gonna be something remember that drunk girl Woo! Jersey represent. <laughs> so okay, so we we drove. It took like seven hours to get there. It mm-hmm. seemed like um, Mike took us through the scenic route of backwoods LA <laughs> because that's fault. what the GPS told us to do. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was, just, I was just following my phone, man. I know, I know. And then you know you get you get you get, you get your tickets. It says shows at seven p.m. So you're like, oh, so the doors will probably be like at six. Yeah. Turns out Ticketmaster lies the fuck to you. <laughs> they lie. They not only do they lie to you, but they also overcharge you. I mean, like, what is even Ticketmaster anyway? Like, they they next thing they're gonna know, know they're just like, oh, it's actually another venue that you bought your tickets for. <laughs> That's the next step for Ticket Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Selling you tickets to the wrong venue on the wrong day. Like, oh, that band's not here today. <laughs> they canceled this show like like a year ago. I know. Why would you think <laughs> this band was playing today? Just because we told you? You just, you believe so, anything you hear on the internet? Or what? So unfortunately, Mike drank way too much soda before, before the drive. Oh my. Yeah. And two full things was- of soda. Like that's my first like real soda, not a diet soda mm-hmm. in like six months so oh, i had like man. two of them <laughs> that's a lot it's like and you had you had the vegan burger on our way out there so oh, it's man, like it, it, it could have been coming out of both dude. ends oh it could have been so coming good. out of both ends so quickly though so you know we got lucky that it was only one end just <laughs> <laughs> out of my so, giant penis right right um so yeah we ended up sitting in the line outside for a long time was not expecting that yeah, a little was, more than an hour, but we're having a good time. You know, it wasn't it was too right. unpleasant. Was Weather was good. Uh, you know, when you're with good company, you're you're having a good time usually. So time yeah, I, I wasn't too. Pl- I just I, I wasn't too like annoyed by that. I was just needed to pee, and I was very then, close to like crossing the street and like peeing on the LA streets. Like I know there was like there was that tiny little area between two buildings. It was like about two feet wide, mm-hmm. and you were considering going into that area and just oh, being yeah. like oh. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. You were a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) Set a good example for my wife who was there that night too. Right. And we um, were looking around at the crowd. Um, Most of the other rejects of society were there with us, uh, with with the crowd. And luckily, Mike and I wore black shirts because apparently that was the the theme of the night was wear your black shirt to middle-aged rock shows. (laughs) Um, So we fit in perfectly. Thank goodness. Um, and then the, the the line started moving, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we're going, we're going, we're going to go pee. We all have to pee." And and then I got to the front, and then you guys got to the front, and it was it was all downhill from there. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, because my wife was there, and she brought her little hand purse, and apparently her little hand purse was like a couple inches too big, or right. What, she was apparently, allowed to bring. So you can bring a like, four by six card, index card of yeah. a purse, <laughs> but if it's five by seven. Then you got to take that shit back to your car well, because we can't allow you that could, in here. You could pay $5 for them to search oh. your bag. And we weren't about to do that because that $5 was oh. going to get us a can of water. Oh, a can <laughs> of water. Yes. I thought you were, you had to like go drop your bag off there and pay them $5 to watch it for you. But they were just charging $5 to look in it? To look through it, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And why were they only charging five dollars? Like I, I don't I would have know. Expected twenty for that. <laughs> Interesting. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, needless to say, my wife was a little grumpy getting inside. So, uh, so we don't. But I went little, inside because luckily yeah. I had transferred my tickets to you against my wife's better judgment, and in turn, that was the best thing I could have possibly done. Oh yeah, because I been was stuck able to go inside. With me. <laughs> yeah, because you guys had to take it back to your car and then go all the way through the line again. I don't know how far back the the line kind of was. No, actually, they they let um, they let Erica come back in like where they where she where she left. Oh, okay. So she was well, able to cut the that. line. So I was just waiting. <laughs> I was just waiting for her uh, by the okay. railing. Okay, because I ran inside, and I got our spots on the fence. And my gosh, like, fast forward, man. What wonderful <laughs> spots you got. It worked uh, out so well. I walked up. like the, the fence was covered, but that, that lady that we ended up standing next to all night, um, that we ended up being friends with, like I, I walked up, and like I was, I was going to wedge myself in between her and the person next to her. And she said, oh, wait, this, 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 this is for my husband. My husband's coming. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, okay. So I just said, <clears throat> can I go on the other side of you? And she was like, okay, sure. And that's how I got that, that spot. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and she moved over slightly and then I made that spot and I just kind of like wedged my way in enough for two more people who would be able to get there. And, like and then we ended up making friends with those people. Yeah. Everybody great. around us seemed to like shifted enough to like fit me and my wife in there as well. So like right. by, the, by the time like my wife was done, like, you know pacing so she can cool off a little bit and kind of looking around <laughs> the venue and i had to go get her some water too like we walked through and nobody like gave us any guff or anything i mean that's that's what it's like going to a concert in your 30s right. and 40s nobody I gives know. you guff there was no guff <laughs> there was no guff it was like oh th- like this section to my right is for my husband the section to my left like, i guess that's for anybody that's for strangers because <laughs> she couldn't have had her husband be on her left i mean that was just impossible it just <laughs> it's exactly, really bizarre yeah. in hindsight. <laughs> um, so, you know, and it slowly started to fill in as I was waiting for you guys. I was just like, I hope it doesn't fill in any more than this because the show said it was going to start at seven. So it, it's going to start any minute now. It's like seven fifteen at this point. Like um, Tiger's Jaws show on start. stage looking at their watches. It's like, come on, people, <laughs> waiting. get in. Mike, Mike and Erica, get the fuck in here. Erica, just calm down. We'll, we'll, we'll play some music for you. <laughs> You're perfectly <clears throat> fine. It's just in the car. Right. Um, so luckily you guys made it back in and we proceeded to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. When did the show actually start? Like eight? I have no idea. Who knows? It started when the lights went down. <laughs> so we accidentally seemed... ended up seeing Tiger's Jaw again. For the second time. Yeah. And it was nice because we, we saw them three years ago, open for the Menzingers. That was like mm-hmm. the, the last time we went to a show. Was the That's Tigers right. Tigers Jaw was there. They just were following us around through COVID. That was cool. <laughs> they just <laughs> wanted to check really cool. Like, oh, we saw you guys prior to the pandemic. We just wanted to make sure you right. were one of the ones who were going to stay alive. I'm like, oh, yeah, of yes. course. Ben Walsh and, it was good. and Brianna Collins. It was good Collins. to see Daniel. It was good to see Daniel at of the course. show. Um, he put on a great show. Um, As always. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, you know, experiencing that live music sound again for the first time in so long. I didn't realize either I've changed a lot as a person and I've forgotten all of that, or there was something about the sound in that venue that was just clicking with me uh, last night. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a really good time enjoying Tiger's Jaw. I I think I recognized most of the songs. There might've been like two because they played a new, a new song that just came out recently. Yeah. Exclusive. It's going to come out. I think they said the 17th. So what that that was yesterday. So yeah. Or whatever. They said, yeah, there's a new song coming. 
And then there was at least one other one that I was like, I don't know this one. But then the other ones, I was like, yay, I know these ones. And um, yeah, and when they hit those those dynamics for that band, and 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 we were telling the people next to us, they're like, oh, what's Tiger's Jaw like? And I'm like, oh, well, people mosh during their set for some reason, but their (laughs) music is like so soft and peaceful and just like indie pop in a way. But then like they come on stage and they start playing their music and you're just like, <laughs> like, Oh, this is, this is really loud and heavy, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what, why they don't translate on their albums the way they do live. Yeah. We were talking about I realized, that when their, when their set ended and like, it, it really is just like the production of their, of their albums. They seem to bury like the drums and the bass Mm -hmm. and you just kind of amp those up a little bit and it really would have given a lot of these songs the 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 texture and the oomph that they kind of need right so um that was that was a fine set i enjoyed that and then we enjoyed listening to the 80s pop music in between sets which Mm -hmm. we were trying to figure out was this a brian fallon choice to play whitney houston and debbie gibson and an 80s pop sensation (laughs) tiffany who we have opened for (laughs) in the past (laughs) exactly exactly and when total eclipse of the heart came on the whole crowd was singing it that was interesting (laughs) and i was like give some respect to the steinman (laughs) you people have no idea what i'm talking about but we need some more meatloaf in this motherfucker (laughs) and going to shows in your 30s and 40s is weird (laughs) i know we're just like screaming for meatloaf and not only the artists but also the food like mm-hmm. I'll take a side of We're meatloaf, all hungry. Please. We're all hungry. <laughs> so that was interesting. But by that point, I was like so hyped that any music I was I was ready to like go crazy for. But luckily, we didn't I was have to there. wait too long because oh boy, and I, and I'm glad that we just had like one band to sit through. You know, it's and it's not like yes, Tiger's Jaw was like a chore to sit through. Like you know, we enjoy Tiger's Jaw, right? It was still 45 minutes. Yeah, and at the the same time, by by thirty minutes, you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready for gaslight now. Mm -hmm. You guys (laughs) have done your job. I'm plenty amped. Let's do this. You opened the show, and then they played like, um, what was it, Guardian, off of the Spin album. I really really like that song. That's a good song. And that song song kicked ass live. So that was that was a good one to to end. I think they ended their set on that track. I believe that was that was fun. I haven't looked up their set list yet. So. Yeah, and then I think we only had like 15 minutes of waiting in between sets before yeah, Gaslight stuff was already up on stage, right, right in front of the banner, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was just it's just a manner of like you know making prying Brian Fallon off of the the, the, the titties of the stripper that he's snorting coke <laughs> off of. Oh, I'm and sure, then, <laughs> I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know coming on stage, and then you weren't expecting that opener. None of us were expecting that opener, no, right? No, it was. There's no a way in hell anybody surprise. was expecting the opener that was "Get Hurt," the number one song of 2014, mm, the song that baby. they probably could have opened with when we should have seen them back in 2014. They could have said, like, "Hey, this is a song we've got in our pocket, and it's called I'm Not Feeling So Good Today. I'm going to move to <laughs> California." <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting, and I immediately was happy and i would just i just kept on looking behind me i just wanted to see the crowd because again yeah. for the last 10 years we've only been listening to this band's albums we it's haven't true. listened to this band live I've, I've watched some youtube videos of them live and been like oh they sound great that's cool but the actual feel of that music 
as it's like pulsating out and whether it's just because it's my favorite band or if I don't know if music is always like this live, but <laughs> I had never experienced like that kind of feel of like that bone rattling, like, how do you put it? Sonic thing. I, that's the only word I can use to describe it. I don't remember feeling that in touch with music live ever Ooh, before. Chills, and I, dude. Chills. I, and I'm just like, is this just because it's my favorite band and, 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 and that's the only reason or is this the way music is supposed to be heard? And I've just been more open in my mind about certain feelings lately. And we are also <laughs> coming pretty fresh off of our, you know, I mean, like if we, you know, looking back at our podcast for 2022, like the highlight for me is going deep diving into the Gaslight Anthems discography and then touching upon uh, you know, the, all right. the horrible crows and stuff like that. So like we were kind of fresh off of that as well. So, right. You know, we knew that we we're going to go to the, this, this show uh, prior to doing that uh, prior to doing that retrospective. So, you know, that coupled with the excitement of this coupled with, you know, the vague, very vague memories that we had of seeing them 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and even, you know, seeing him solo, the feel was not like that. I mean, that that was not a freaking metal act that we saw last night for yeah. for his solo stuff. <laughs> so, um, so it was like hearing these songs that you've been like like just swooning and crying and like feeling over for ten years, but hearing them in, in a completely different style. It's and like it's, honest, it's still also there. Overanalyzing, maybe, <laughs> but that's just who we are. <laughs> it was just it was so different yet it's like you the song was still there and mm -hmm. and I, I was surprised I, I don't usually sing along with songs i don't know words to songs but i was knowing all the words last night <laughs> for almost the entire set um so everything just like felt so amped <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's all I can say. Yeah, you're um, right. And I was like, you know, you were like slightly in front of me. You were like to my right because we were stage left. Right. So I was looking. You were always in my purview while I was looking on stage and just watching mm -hmm. you just for an hour and a half, just enjoying yourself <laughs> and that jumping around and slamming <laughs> your hands and banging your head was just right. a sight to behold, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those things. So like because I I've known you for so many years and I know how you feel about live shows and, you know, this may or may not be the last live show we ever go to. And just seeing you just fully enjoy yourself for your favorite band in one of my favorite bands. And my wife was there as well, having a good time. And like the idea that like, oh, we, 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 we felt like that we missed our chance to ever see the Gaslight Anthem live ever again. That whole mm -hmm. experience just kind of surreal, right? And it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, it was it was just from start to finish, just a very, very emotional night, right? And I I kept on looking back at you every now and again because I'm like I wanted to see what Mike how Mike was taking it in, <laughs> but it was very difficult to to keep doing that over and over again. And yeah, then I yeah, wanted yeah. to turn around and see like a sea of people uh, singing along to these songs that I've been again, gloating over yeah. for a decade. So trying to appreciate you checking in. in, but uh, I also yes. <laughs> uh, over on, on discord, uh, cause uh, you know, after the show, we waited just a couple minutes and then, you know, the, the, the tech guys and the stage hands, like, you know, they handed out 
the, the, the handed out the set list and then our new friends right. over to our right you know got one so they, yes. they were nice enough to let us take a picture of it so i texted that or i sent you that picture over on discord so yes you know great set list they obviously didn't play everything because brian fallon as we've discussed doesn't know how to shut the (laughs) fuck up sometimes there was a lot of stories there was a lot of stories there was a lot of banter with the crowd there was some yelling at the crowd there was some playful 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 playful, yelling yelling. (laughs) i was just laughing consistently yeah Um, he's such an entertainer like he his his charisma (laughs) makes up for you know the five other men on stage like with i don't zero charisma I don't get it because we, we've seen him live and he's the focal point and he, he carries the whole crowd with him. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, oh, I'm sure when it's the band, it's dispersed. Like, nope. The band just stands there and listens to him and laughs at him. And he engaged with them. Uh, they had a long conversation with each other about the strokes, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, <laughs> but that was the only time that he engaged with them. And then they just would jump back into the songs again. And I was just like, I, I, I want to embrace the whole band, but my focal point is in one place. Yeah. <laughs> so. which, which if you think about it, it's, it's probably a good thing that like, you know, not everybody in the band needs their 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. each night. Right. Yes. It, 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 you know, it, the fact that it is just Brian out there, he's pulling the weight of being this, the, the front man of this band, but he's also trying to be a funny guy and he's entertaining the crowd and he's trying to so effortlessly. Oh, yeah. It's not like he, he was, he had like practiced these monologues ahead of time, but you're like engaged and laughing. It's, it's amazing. I guess that, you know, he's been doing this for 10 years, so it's second nature to him. Of course. Or beyond yeah. but, beyond uh, 10 years. What am I saying? 15 years. Yeah. But the, so, also, you know, I, I sent you the, the, the set list. So if you wanted to, go over that really quick and see were there any yes. other uh you know any any highlights of the evening anything any Holy omit any cow. blaring omissions too um well let's just go down the list here get hurt to open i mean what the fuck the hell was that all about i was, <laughs> I make, was not prepared I think, for that i was yeah. like oh he's gonna open with 45 or or maybe howl that was exactly yeah. what i was thinking something up tempo for us to just be like yay and then i'll something be like oh man the everybody's crowd singing me. along too like right. howl's perfect right and then he jumps into the do 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 do, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and I think it makes sense too. I, I think I think it's deliberate for an LA show, you know, because they're just mm-hmm. just specifically for the line. I think I'm going to move to California. Like exactly. Of course, he's going to start it off with that, and then he goes on his whole rant about Los Angeles and how weird and lovely it is. Mm-hmm. So then we got handwritten, which was great, and then May. I, oh, I, I didn't realize May was so early in the set. Yeah. Cause he didn't acknowledge the crowd until three songs in. Then all of a sudden, like the lights came up on the stage and he was like talking to either the piano player, by the way, there's a piano player on stage, which, which is a whole different kind of thing, which was yeah. pretty. Now cool. there's but, like six members, seven members of the band now. Yeah. I- Ian Perkins was there. Yeah. Ian was there. Great to see Ian Perkins on stage with them. So yeah. I, 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 I so, want to hope that he's like one of the primary songwriters now of Gaslight Anthem. So they played those three first songs and then he's like leaning down, talking to the, one of the guys. And then he just like turns around out of nowhere. He's like, Hey, Los Angeles. And that was like the first time we, we saw his face because like, you know, the lights, that was the first time that the lights were on the stage instead of just coming from the back. So um, that was cool. And then they went into fucking cowgirls, mm-hmm. even cowgirls sing the blues. Like as soon as, 
as soon as that guitar riff hits and then the drums hit on the intro, it was just like, it was sonic, right? I mean, you're, you, you, you hear these songs on the album for so long, but to hear it live like that, it was like, boom. I mean, your, mm. your soul just is shaken. It's like, oh, thank you. I will enjoy this. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Drive from uh, Sink or Swim. True. Which was which was great. I mean, the sink or swim songs got the crowd moving a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's those, one of those. That's when everybody's punk styles came out. Yeah, it's one of those cliche things where it's like, oh, we're gonna play something from the first album, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and then a thousand years. Now that was one I was not expecting at all. Yeah, I was. I, I wasn't expecting like a lot of get hurt songs to be you know mm-hmm. to, to come into play you know given how brian yeah. has very publicly kind of distanced himself from that record um mm-hmm. so you well, know that was that was the end of the get hurt songs it looks like here surprisingly yeah so you know there was I, only I was... two Wait, oh no no they, then, oh they sorry played underneath, played underneath the ground, the ground. and Stay yeah Vicious. that was the next yeah. one yeah oh yeah never mind we'll, we'll get to Stay <laughs> we'll get to Stay in a couple minutes holy shit anyway um so yeah underneath the ground i was not expecting that one but that was great. That, yeah, that one kind of a really, gem really good. in that album too. I think we talked mm-hmm. about it too during our retrospective. I'm having a feeling like that was the track, or that was the song that he like told the crowd that they were going to play a, a Slayer cover. Like this is called Rain of Blood, and then yeah. he like just goes into the soft opening <laughs> chords of Underneath the Ground. I think you're right. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, and then Diamond Street Church Choir. There's my American slang song right there. American I was slang represent. Woo! I, I was expecting one American slang song. So when they played this one and the piano was great on this one, this was like the most non, I, I don't know. It's, it's the song that stood out the most of mm-hmm. the entire set. The one that was not a, a rockin' jam. Um, so that was really cool. And then you jump into Wooderson from Sink or Swim. And that, 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 that's when the crowd surfing started. That oh, song yeah. live is so fucking heavy. It's almost Holy as shit, if, I had no idea. <laughs> it's almost as if Gaslight was giving the audience like permission to start moshing at that point. Right. right. That, we, did. Even, we were <laughs> debating like, oh, are we going to see moshing today? Are people going to start crowd surfing to these sad fucking songs? <laughs> <laughs> well, you pull out the oldies and uh, they sure did. They sure did. <laughs> so that was, that was great. And again, I'm just like hanging over the edge of the fence just like pumping my fist and pounding on the fence with the drums. Mm-hmm. I just, just having a great time. And then blue jeans from this, from the EP. I knew there would blue be at least one EP song. T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Again, bringing it down. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one. That was all right. And then he said they, this was the first song they did on, on the tour. Like the first time they played this song on the tour was from miles Davis. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I thought that was kind of like a staple for them at their live shows. Yeah. I know I had seen that on like some YouTube stuff from years past. And then they gave me another American slang song. Mm. How about that? I was what expecting was more like? American slang, but old haunts, baby. Old, old haunts. Haunts. I mean, it, the, the, there's like three songs that I would want to hear. Obviously, we know spirit of jazz i told you mike it's just it it can't it's be played too it, powerful it can't be played live it's too so, powerful it has to be stopped either you're going to get spirit of jazz old haunts or orphans and one of those three songs i was hoping to hear 
So I got my old haunts. If he wanted, perfect. if he wanted to completely assassinate an entire crowd, he could have played all of those, and we all I would know. have died. If it was 2010, we probably would have heard all all three of them. Ah, oh, we missed our chance, man. We missed our boat. And then another song that was heavier than I would have ever imagined. Yeah, man. Blue Dahlia, like the 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 B side from Handwritten. Yeah, they pulled that one out, and the crowd went freaking nuts. What what an um, interesting like mixture of these, uh, you know, and and then the bigger hits will be a little bit later, but like, you know, some forgot not forgotten, but like kind of some underrated gems, some stuff that yes. we assumed he would never play, uh, and the then you know cuts. save, you know, the the Mulholland drives and the great expectations and the forty fives and fifty nine sounds for a little bit later, but yeah, dude, mm-hmm. like this this set list was a great mixture of everything that we love about gaslight anthem right because because that that one starts with that guitar that mm-hmm. like and that that resonated so hard <laughs> like I'm, I'm because we were right in front of alex's amp so it was just like he was hitting those notes yeah and i was just like yes <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a fun little story about brian fallon's uh middle school years when he would listen to grunge music at the age of 11 and he mm-hmm. wasn't one of the cool kids and so he <laughs> could have so fooled, they, they did, fooled me that he wasn't a cool kid. <laughs> I know. So they did a cover, <clears throat> technically two covers, I guess, um, from two songs that are on the singles soundtrack. There was a movie called Singles in 1991. For those of you who don't know, it was all it was a movie based on the music scene at the time, directed by Cameron Crowe. And uh, you know, Pearl Jam guys are in that movie. Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, all those guys are in the movie. And the soundtrack for that was very, very popular at the time with all those, all those guys more so contributing songs that were not on their albums. Obviously wood was added to dirt after the success it had with the single soundtrack. Mm. Um, but birth ritual from Soundgarden is one of my favorite songs from them that never ended up on an album. And then two, uh, Pearl jam songs ended up on there that are really, really good from the golden age of Pearl jam. Uh, one is called State of Love and Trust, and that is one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs of all time. And they were nice enough to play that song yeah, all the what, way through. And, and then there we go. You got to see the Gaslight Anthem play songs live, and you got to hear a Pearl Jam song played live as well. That what a was night you pretty had. pretty <laughs> amazing. Um, I turned around during State of Love and Trust to see if anybody else recognized it, and I did not see anybody singing along, but I knew all the words. Hey, they were there many, to see the Gaslight Anthem. Ago. You know, know. they did their homework on the Gaslight Anthem, not necessarily Pearl Jam. Yes. Now, they prefaced State of Love and Trust with a song called Chloe Dancer, uh, which is a song from a band called Mother Love Bone, of which the lead singer of that band, Andrew Wood, died of a heroin overdose shortly before their debut album was set to come out. Hence, dissolving that band, Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard from that band went on to become Pearl Jam and Temple of the Dog and release the Temple of the Dog album, which is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. But if anybody would like to hear that Mother Love Bone album, it is out there. It's called Apple. It's pretty good. I'm not not saying like it's great uh, in comparison to uh, what became of the Seattle scene. It's a little bit more, little bit more glam, glammy, but there's definitely an edge yeah, it's it, like that, right on that line too of like you know the late mm-hmm. 80s and early 90s right yeah it was supposed to come out in 1990 i believe so it was it was going to predate nirvana like 
Mother Love Bone was being pushed as like the next big thing. And then Nirvana became what they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not like a very heavy punk sound. It's a lot more arena rock for the late eighties. So it's got that sound to it. But um, this track Chloe dancer is a really, really good song. And it's broken up into two different songs. It's Chloe dancer slash crown of thorns. Uh, Gaslight Anthem Anthem played the Chloe Dancer part. And Brian Fallon told that story. And I was the only one sitting there going, yep, yep, that's right, (laughs) yep. And then they started playing Chloe Dancer. And I'm like, I still know all the words to this song too, don't I? Wow. (laughs) What the hell is going on tonight? It's almost as if he made the set list specifically for you today. Well, you know, there was other tracks that could have added in that weren't here, but that's okay. It's not my perfect set list, but it's still pretty close. (laughs) So that was really fun to hear. Um, And then Patient Ferris Wheel, again, another track that got the crowd riled up um, from from 59 Sound. And then we got to talk about Stay Vicious. Who was, like, did they just crank it up is this the way it sounded live in 2014 it's probably or, the way they wrote it too uh if, if, if that's you know, exactly if you what i was thinking it, right i was sitting there thinking like this had to have been the way that they played the song live and then when they went to record it they were like this where's too the energy loud. <laughs> it was it was the most like epic sounding intro to a song and they slowed it down they were not playing it at the tempo yeah that the they tempo do on was the album. slightly slower but it gave it this Ooh. fucking crunchy doom sludgy, metal kind of thing yeah oh. doomy sound it was, <laughs> was just fucking a, sick dude <laughs> and it had like and they put that extended outro on the end that was i was just like whoa it, it must have been like six minutes long i would yeah. say altogether, right yeah the, the bridge <laughs> itself was like a full song Oh, that's right. It was it was the bridge that just kept on going forever and yeah. ever. And I'm just sitting there. Just then like, he slowed it down again. <laughs> and then he goes, as you step out in the right. city. Oh, it was fucking sick, dude. <laughs> it was so good. And I'm sitting there watching this extended bridge. And I'm saying like, usually when I'm at shows and a band does this, I'm so checked out. Like, can we get on to the next song now? What about the next song? But I was not having that experience <laughs> at this point. I'm just like, just fucking keep on going. Let's do eight more bars. This is yeah. <laughs> <fucking> incredible. <laughs> and I was just pounding away on the fence and just like kind of taking in every element I could from, from each guy on stage during that time and trying to just be, I don't know, just as in the moment as I possibly could. And then it finally ended. And then you like yell and your yell sounds so weak compared to what you were just experiencing. You're just like, yeah, like that's what your yell sounds like. Yeah. And then you remember, (laughs) oh, I've been yelling for six minutes straight. That's why my yell is so weak. (laughs) So yeah, it was amazing. And Brian's just like, like you could, you could see how visibly tired he was after that. I'm like, he's got nothing left. There is nothing that this guy can do. Like, oh, wait, there's still like five more songs. <laughs> it's like, now let's go into great expectations. And it's just like, whoa, like this, this is, this is exactly what I needed. And so I had like that, that perfect moment of knowing that we saw great expectations be played there in 2008, mm-hmm. having no idea what it was and knowing that that was the song that like hooked me into this band yeah and all i could do when those opening notes 
when I just turned around and I was like, I, I did the, the, the circle pit sign. Everybody, let's go. We're doing a circle pit to this. <laughs> because I was hiding from my true emotions of wanting to, you know, cry my eyes out. <laughs> I know. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. Great expectations. And that's when, like, my emotions finally gave in. And, like, I started crying into my wife's shoulder because I can't handle that song on a, on its own, let alone in a live oh. setting when I'm watching my best friend have the time of his life, watching this band I thought... We would never get to see live, play live, and then all right. these people singing the songs around me, and then like, you know, and then the emotions of what that song does to me and makes me mm-hmm. recollect the moments of my life that this song brings out, and then I'm there with the love of my life. I'm like, there's too much going on. I can't too handle much this right full now. circle here. Yeah, was that was that the, the time that I got in your face and I screamed? What what the hell did I say? Something like, about something let's like, all get I'm, fucking sad. Uh, is that because there was one time, one song that started, and I said, "I can't believe they're fucking doing this." Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember it which song like it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling that it was for this for this one coming out of that incredibly emotionally heavy um, and and sonically heavy "Stay Vicious" um, rendition of, mm-hmm. of, of, of of that one. So like, yeah. And then the song just flies by. I forget. It's only like two and a half minutes long. I was like, no, can we do like six more choruses? please? (laughs) Do a four minute bridge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was cool. And then national anthem, the close, the technical closer of handwritten. That was like a a nice little come down moment, right? Yeah. That was, you know, especially with the emotional weight of great expectations and and then going to a song like national anthem, which, you know, is, is of course sad on its own, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's a, that was the one he said that he, he had bought the only vintage guitar that he had ever bought in his life. Yeah. And he sat down and saw a picture in a magazine of Lana Del Rey hugging a man and draped in an American flag. Mm -hmm. And this song just flowed out of him from that thing yeah just from that which is a very interesting story and it's like i've been analyzing that song for 10 years are you telling me you just fucking sat down and wrote it <laughs> of course he of course he fucking did why wouldn't he the like, same there's guy so many prob- more there, there are levels to this song that i have dug deep within to figure out what he's trying to say here and you just have fucking any of them- farted it out on your bed <laughs> <laughs> into this 1967 whatever guitar like and Lana Del Rey was there. Like, what? <laughs> a sexy, I'm, I'm going to assume a sexy picture of Lana Del Rey is what made you fart this song out, you son of a bitch. And I'm sitting there like, oh man, there's like so many levels of relationships and ebbs and flows and she hates him, but she loves him and he always loves her. Like, oh no, I just, I, I wrote it in six minutes. It was cool. <laughs> I never think about this song ever. And anybody who does is probably a goober. It's probably just some sort of, I don't know, idiot. Weirdo stalker. So then, apparently, we were supposed to hear American slang after that, but we didn't. <laughs> it was not played because I'm, you know, there was a strict 11 o'clock curfew. And yes. <laughs> Homeboy doesn't know when to shut the fuck up on stage, so there we had to skip a song. A, we had a long discussion about the strokes that probably lasted the length of time American slang was. Yeah. But at least now we know that the whole band thinks they're okay. <laughs> On average, the Strokes is a five out of 10 band. Yes. Yes. 
Brian was blown away by them live, but that was, that was, that was all. So uh, they jumped into 45 and they're like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one. I thought they were going to open with this song. Yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't checking my phone to find out what time it was and to think of how many minutes I had left with this experience. I was just trying to sing along with 45 yeah. at that point. It makes sense. They, it's one of their more pop. It's one of their more popular songs. So, you know, yes. save it for the end. And um, then, yeah, it had like, I think that one had a big extended outro before he just like let out this bellowing scream about like, you know, we are, we are a gaslight anthem. Yeah. This is big. Thank you. Los big, Angeles. Thank yous. Cause we'll also see you next Brian time. Fallon doesn't do encores. So, uh, right. You know, we had Anymore. to get to think, yeah, to get, get, get the thank yous out of the way right now. And then straight into, of course, the final song of the evening. And we were all ready for it. We knew it was coming. Yep. You knew you had to close with 59 sound. And so you just hit it and you're, and, and the, the moshing and the crowd surfing on that song is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. There is no reason for us to be doing that. But what was good is that we were far enough over to the left that we didn't have to deal with any yeah. of the crowd surfers. We never once got like shoved. We never once nope. got kicked in the head. We never nope. once got like... It came close. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the mosh was like two person lengths away from us at, at one mm-hmm. point, but it never reached us. So I was, the, I was the, very the people, satisfied. The nice people... The nice people next to us that we met before the set, uh, they got pushed around. Yeah. But uh, I did. So it's a good and thing like the, you went the, to the left and not to the right. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, exactly. it would have been us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she like was apologizing to me. I'm like, well, you don't need to apologize. It's like, you're the <laughs> one good. getting kicked around. Like, what are you saying sorry to me for? <laughs> and then it was over. And then Brian Fallon gave hugs to all the guys in the band. Oh. I, I thought they were going to do one of those big, like, band bows to the crowd kind of thing but they yeah. didn't do that he just was like walking around and gave this is everybody like a night hug. four of the of the world tour they're <laughs> they're gonna do that later you know <laughs> so <laughs> and then they just kind of walked off stage and you're just like it's over damn it i could stay here for another hour and a half <laughs> it felt like <laughs> i mean you i did, were there I, watching the gaslight anthem for like three hours so like not I, in a bad I, way I, like in a right like, wow this is this took so much out of me that I feel mm-hmm. like I was here all night long. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like if I walk tired. outdoors right now, like daybreak will happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. We just walked out into the disgusting LA night. But at least the street vendors were there cooking their veggies and hot dogs. So it smelled nice. It smelled very good <clears> outside. <throat> and yeah, and then all I could do was just try to stick with it. And the, it's just stuck with me all day now. Uh into the next day and i had i guess i I can only say my greatest live music experience i mean wow seeing all those bands back in the old days i'm sure those were fun i can't remember why they were so fun now compared to last night (laughs) so i was just like no this one's gotta be the best one ever (laughs) bro well that's glad i'm really happy to hear that man and i had a wonderful time again it was just a just a gigantic wave of every emotion going through my body. Right. And I don't know if my wife being there reminding me that I don't need to feel these ways anymore Mm -hmm. or, you know, her having, having, having her there helped or made the, made a, made some of those songs kind of come full circle. Like I'm sure that helped a lot too, but like, you know, having you there, having her there, having me there and uh, the, the spot that we were in, we weren't being encumbered by like people in front of us that we didn't have to like 
you know, be distracted by like right. looking over people's shoulders or watching the right. event through people's phones that they were holding up. Right. 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 We didn't have anybody to block our view whatsoever. Perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everything like, you know, except for my wife being grumpy for a few minutes, like because of her purse mm-hmm. situation, like other than that, like the night was perfect, man. Everything went so well. And it, like, oh yeah, I can't, we, we, if it sounds like we're just gloating for a long time, like it's because we are. We had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we only spent six weeks talking about his albums, so we might as well spend another another yeah. week talking about it now. This would be a great like <laughs> cap off to that retrospective, man. Woo! Right, right. So, like I told Mike on the way home, <clears throat> this album coming up in 2023, it better, it, it, it you know, it has to be some kind of an album for me to want to go back to a live show again. Um, because I, 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 I'm done. Everything about being at a show that I didn't like um, happened, ex- except for the getting kicked in the head part. I'm glad that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the last. That was like the last <laughs> thing that needed to happen. <laughs> but I'm like, I just, I don't remember live music ever feeling that way internally. Usually well, it was hit- like I'm over here and the music's over there and I'm just kind of enjoying it. But this yeah. time it like seeped into my into my body. <laughs> It, so, will it hit? Like, it, wait, is is music gonna, supposed to be like this all the time live? Because I've been missing out. <laughs> I imagine it hits differently when it's a band that you hold so close to your heart. You know, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. what I was hoping. So it's like the, this is the only band that I would want to see live. I think. Well, I know, I know Pierce the Veil's got a new Pierce the Veil's new albums comes out soon, but I think I'm gonna have to turn you down on that one <laughs> to see them live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you can go see him without me. You can, you can take Erica, but I'm, I'm, well, I guess but I, I said throw away these if, tickets I bought for us as a surprise. <laughs> that was my big surprise uh, on today's episode. Just, just resell them. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yes, this 2023 album. I mean, it would have to be pretty good to drag me to another show again. So I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it is, but we'll see. Yeah, time will tell. It's almost as if you have great expectations. I don't. Oh, they're tepid. (laughs) I had tepid expectations. It's almost as if these (laughs) songs might be your next national anthem. Oh, how long do you? How many minutes do you think the album will be? Forty-five. Oh, at least. (laughs) Will these? Will this new album be so good that all these past songs will be? just old haunts to you oh my god will you take these new albums with you underneath the ground or will you love oh, yeah. them for already, 1, thousand I've already, years <laughs> i've already said i want to be buried with these albums <laughs> will you write a handwritten letter to to brian fallon to thank him for tonight? no no i won't oh do you <laughs> may you enjoy them as much as you want we may. Adam, what As are you Anna wearing at today? The end. Blue jeans and white t-shirts. <laughs> no, I'm not that cool. Okay. All right. Oh, did you hear about the did you hear about the the carnival coming? Do you want to go get on that patient Ferris wheel with me? Fuck that. Fuck California Adventure in their Ferris wheel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, stood, watch your, stood in watch, line for 20 minutes and the line didn't move. What? Hey, watch your sassy mouth, man, or as I like to call it, American slang. I'll stop now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all of that. But uh, trying to speak something from Huckleberry Finn. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Some of those words are banned. Also, oh, that's hard, right. That's hard right. Banned I mean, like, this show. it was, it was nothing but, but those words pop into my brain right away. So I was just like, I tried to put them together into something that sounded endearing yet still cult, like, historically racist. I think that's the okay, the okay way to be racist, right? Well, historically racist know. is still just racist. So oh. uh, let's okay. Uh, thank you for thank let's, you for explaining let's just that to me. Drive. On over to the next segment of a show, shall we? <laughs> Adam, we wonderful, shall. I had a wonderful time with you, Adam. It, it, it was quite an experience and it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. So I'm happy to hear that it was a night to remember. But uh, we, we also listened to a bunch of other music as well. It's been a That's busy week. Right. That is very true. Do you want to talk about Space Odysseys? Or, uh, yeah, let's get that one out of the way. Current, current stuff. You mean Andor by the Star Wars story? <laughs> or I mean, I think it's loosely, it's loosely based on the unheavenly creatures, I think, right? I think so. Vaxis Act 1, the unheavenly creatures. This is the last album that is underneath now underneath my belt as far as uh, uh, Coheed and Cambria's incredible lore that I've been following for the last... What number album is this? Nine? Nine weeks now that I've been listening to this band? Oh my gosh. It doesn't feel like it's been that so. long. Did you, uh, did you spend a week with the first two albums again? I can't remember. I Did I take a break at any point? Like, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I've been, I've been hashtagging this band into our, into our episode stuff. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> seems like all year long. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah, so this is the last one that I have uh, have yet to check out. You know, this is all stemming from me enjoying Vaxis Act 2, and then, of course, Adam jumping into the band's discography, insisting that I join him uh, on this journey. And my God, what a journey it's been. It has been. I mean, this one is 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 the honker. We haven't had a good long album from this band in, yeah. in, in weeks now. <laughs> Pushing an hour and a half almost. You know, this is, yep. a, this is a chunky boy. But, uh, right. you know, I mean, this band is no stranger to chunky boys as... as, as uh, you know, at this we gave point. him a break on on the last one on Color Before the Sun. We're like, okay, have your fun. Write about the Earth and living on it. But now, get <laughs> write us about back. disappointing your wife. That's okay. We all do it. <laughs> and know. children. And yes. children. Here to Mars. Incredible song. Uh, but the, <laughs> yes. you know, back to the high concept space odyssey. Back to doing homework for some of these songs. <laughs> this know. one is pretty simple when I looked it up. Yeah. It's a very which is straightforward good. story. Yeah. So which is helped. good. Cause like all the story is kind of being told within the context of the record, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So it yes. wasn't too hard to like look back and like try to look up people's dissertations and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and articles and reviews about this album and like what it, what it may mean. Cause it's pretty, like you said, it's pretty straightforward. Um, right off the bat, though, it, I think it's a little too long for its own good. But the, I think I, we're not good a, at that point. I'm not a big fan of the last two tracks, and obviously that would have like if I if if we could have cut those again, I don't think it would transition as well into Vaxis Two. No, but it would save 11 minutes, which would be fine yeah. with me. <laughs> and this past Thursday, you know, um, I that was my last listen of uh, Unheavenly Creatures, but I went from that straight into. Uh, a, a window in the waking mind or of the waking mind mm-hmm. from, from earlier this year and yes. you're yeah dude it blends it transitions so yeah, seamlessly so good 
Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first two tracks definitely set a tone when you got Vaxis talking, kind of like narrating the story, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And then the Dark Sentencer is such a great opener going right into that there. Yeah. Again, starting seven off minutes and really strong. Seconds. But, you know, it, it, I felt its length, though. I, I feel like the, the song could have been like maybe a minute and a half shorter. Uh, but yeah. you know, I'm not in the band. Like he has, he has a story he wants to tell. Let him still tell the story, right? He's mm-hmm. he's at least earned that goodwill, uh, mm-hmm. for, even from some like a new fan, like 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 me. So, um, yeah. But it, it, it's it, this is a overall like a solid album. Um, but I do like it, it's solid from start to front. But to be honest, I don't have like the one or two songs here that I think are fucking bangers. Okay. It's just kind of like a Even really good album. Queen of the Dark. Queen of the Dark is one of my favorites. Definitely. It's a, yeah, that, I like that song a lot, but for me, it doesn't like. Mm, there's something missing, I think, from the gutter? kind of elevating that. Yeah, the gutter is really good. Is great. It yeah. walks among us. That one definitely has some uh, good Apollo Two vibes mm. on that one. So those are like my big standouts right there. But overall, for me, this is a eleven out of. 14 since i don't really count the prologue track yeah it's a little bit more of a spoken word thing but yeah, it does yeah. set the mood so that's pretty awesome yeah dude but uh yeah finally putting getting this band under my belt you know i can i can confidently say that like i'm a i'm a big fan of coheed and cambria now you know not I'm every cool. one of their albums hits you super hard not every one of their albums i feel like is executed effortlessly or expertly oh no Um, nothing's effortless about this band (laughs) but when you when you take these 10 studio albums and just kind of look back at all of them you just kind of remember all of the amazing stuff and you know Mm -hmm. the work that you had to go into to discover the themes of the music and all that kind of stuff and the and the kai concept nature of it and the weird almost like unfiltered like <laughs> just madness that, mm-hmm. that Claudio Sanchez is just putting from pen to paper to it's it's it like yeah. It, yeah it's like he had it's like, like where does this come from it's yeah, so it's crazy. like he got a it's like it's like he it's almost as if he got like a blank check to do whatever he wanted and it's really cool that like mm-hmm. an artist like this had the opportunity to do big project like this and it's still doing it to this day mm-hmm. yeah like most people would try something like this and they'd be laughed off the freaking record label that they're on yeah and we'd never hear from them again after album one but it worked for him thanks to guys like daniel pulling for him back in 2003 oh wait daniel was six years old <laughs> <laughs> i always have this vision since i know uh second stage turbine is his favorite and I'd like, oh, you were in first grade when that album came out. And I wanted to like believe that Daniel was was like hyping he was this album very to other first graders as a six year old. Yeah, that's like I just I want I want that so bad to to know that that was happening, but unfortunately, I guess we'll never know. He's but, too busy uh, on tour right now. Yeah, man. Like, I, and I'm sure Adam can you know agree on this statement too. But like, if you want to devote the time to it, you're gonna need a bit of patience. Uh, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning part and, and and i'll be honest like throughout like not all the songs are incredible but if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and uh and the dedication to kind of do a little bit of outside homework and maybe read other people's point of views maybe go back and listen to adam's and i's uh 
discussions on some of these albums and listen along and you know and maybe contextualize this story and these albums for yourself i think you're going to find like a really interesting experience listening to coheed and cambria and i've got to say though just as an album if you if i could if we could just recommend one album to you no world from tomorrow mm-hmm. from 2007 mm-hmm. homeboy <laughs> you want to talk <laughs> fucking masterpiece this is like an, yes. that album is an all-timer for me and i'm glad at Man. least yes you know not every like i, I said I not every album's like incredible for this band but like it was all worth it to get this album in my life i gotta believe that i've added it to my top 100 albums of oh, all time. so good dude so good and uh, yeah, and I'm sure your mileage may vary. Of course, I, I I think there's enough in all of these albums for like some some of these will be somebody's favorite. You know, everyone's gonna have their own favorite album from this band. So uh, yeah, man, go 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 see them for yourself. You know, go go check them out on your own. And they're still around. They're you know 20 years plus strong, and I'm sure they're gonna be around for yeah. a lot longer. Yeah, there's. I mean, this Vaxa series is supposed to be five albums, so we got... Holy shit. I hope it's not four years between albums. He's going to be 60 by the time this is done. So I mean, he's, he's older to, than me. Yeah, to be fair, there was a global pandemic between these two albums, so, you know... Well, but he wrote most of Vaxa's too during that time. Like, oh, all shit. that stuff was kind of, like, based on what he experienced. Like, if, if you if you go on Lyric Genius, each track has kind of, like, a co- copy and paste track-by-track uh, uh, interview that he did with i think it was apple music or something oh shit. so he he cool. breaks down all of it so it's like he's talking about all the stuff that he experienced with his kid and his wife during that time that he funneled into these characters uh to create that story but i did put no world for tomorrow as my number 79 album Ooh, baby i put it above beggars beggars is now my number 80 Get out of here, it's thrice. Come back when you're writing (laughs) space operas, bro. (laughs) Just just come back with a good album. That's all we want. want. (laughs) So I'm I'm proud of you for making it through. I really wasn't sure how much of this you were going to enjoy. So I was more than excited that you you picked up on some stuff. I still have to figure out how to put um, the Ascension and Descension, the Afterman Chronicles on my list because like that there's only like one or two tracks on there that I am kind of out on out of mm. that entire geez, 20 tracks or whatever. Again, including how, the bonus tracks. however you score them to do whatever you need to do to pad out that score. You know, if, yes. if, if the percentage is higher, <laughs> if you, you know, if you blend them together into one massive double album and that bumps right. it higher on your top 100 list, yo, do that. <laughs> I think I, I I think I have to do that. Like I'll put each individually on my 2012 and 2013 list. Yeah. But for my albums of all time, I'll just put the deluxe edition because I got to add those those bonus tracks in. Yeah, dude. Because those make the album even better. Yeah. So yeah, so, I really I wasn't sure. I was thinking you were gonna just be very hard out on a lot of this stuff because you always were kind of dismissive of this band for quite some time. Yeah, it was for all a long time. My initial experience with you know keeping secrets of silent earth and then these just the initial singles that i would come across and you just be like mm-hmm. ah well this is a little too experimental yeah, for my taste their like, singles choices are questionable yeah like, it's not, not always, always like the their fault too that's like sometimes yeah. you know the label trying to sell something 
guess. What are they on now? They're on Roadrunner now. Wow. That's that's good for them, you know. Again, yeah. they get they get this blank check to do whatever the fuck that they want, and they're at this point like knocking it out of the park. They've learned all the correct lessons of each album, mm-hmm. and they've kept what m- separates them from their 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 progressive rock and experimental rock peers, you know. So good on them, dude. I'm, I'm glad good that there's art them. like this being made out today. Definitely. All right. Did you have anything else from this week before we talk about the new albums? Um, yeah. Well, actually, pretty big. Uh, what we've been listening to from last week, uh, the Rain Museum. The Rain Museum, Armor for Sleep. Yeah. So I, I know. I know. You know. Last week when we touched upon it with our first impressions, you know, I seem to be a little um, higher on it than you were. Has that changed at all, or do you still kind of like, ah, oh, it's okay? I ended up liking half of it. Half. I, I don't know wow. what okay. I was. I don't know. I don't know what I was going into with this band. I mean, obviously, I knew they weren't going to make something like the past. You have to look at it almost like a new band at this point. After what fifteen years since the last album? Almost, yeah. So you don't know really how to expect it to go, and you know the songs are sad breakup kind of things yeah and there's I a lot about, of breakup I album like, i mean it, it is a divorce album and it's also you know it, it was written due to the pandemic and there's a lot of songs about isolation and not having the people that you rely on close to you uh while you see you while you see death and misery around you and you feel powerless to do anything and you're going through a divorce you know right so there's a lot of darkness and um, sad themes in the Rain Vibes. Museum, and you know. But I just felt like the so- a lot, or well, half of the songs were just a little too drab. Okay. The other half were pretty good. I enjoyed them, but it's still a five out of ten for me. Oh, okay. Five out of ten. Yeah, but, that that I I'd say that's probably what I expected after your initial um, thoughts on it last week. Yeah, I I, I I've. I'm still enjoying it. I, I, I've enjoyed it all week long. Uh, I, I had a good time reading through the lyrics and kind of diving deeper into some of these themes. Ben Jorgensen is not a very metaphorical songwriter. He, he mm-hmm. just kind of see, you know writes down how he's feeling and he's just kind of telling the story. And that's in a lot of ways, I appreciate that, especially, with, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not his fault, right? I was listening to this alongside Coheed and Cambria. So, you know, having to do homework for another album might have been a little <laughs> too exhausting. But uh, that's very true. <laughs> but uh, so I appreciated like, like, oh, this is this is straightforward. I understand what's going on. I understand what these songs are about. I empathize with a lot of what he was going through. Like, I've been through a divorce. It ain't easy. I can't imagine going through a divorce while the world was, you know, turning upside down so mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's it's there's a lot of like feel bad stuff about this album but i don't know i f- i feel like the songs were catchy enough i feel like they were enjoyable enough and they, they kept me engaged the entire week so uh i i wouldn't say it's a top 10 album for me though it might be pushing it it might be like an 11 or 12 for me but hmm. we'll okay. see okay yeah it'll be it'll be stuck in my middle tier stuff which mm. i got a lot of middle tier stuff this year i mean it's i mean 2022 okay. is the year for middle tier 
<laughs> I think so. I mean, it's a band that I was obviously going to listen to it, but this is this is shouldn't be anybody's first uh, dive into this band. That's for sure. Yeah. Even if it is, I think this is a fine. Just jump in and enjoy. There's nothing that like is calling back to, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the what, like, damn it, what, what you, what to do when you're dead, or you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the previous three albums at all. So you can just jump into this if, if you want. If you just heard of Armor for Sleep and want to know what the, what the big deal is, like, this is a good entry point, I'd say. Like, but you know, check out um, the truth or what to do when you're dead because that's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As we discussed, yeah. um, I listened to the Ozzy Osbourne album. You sure did, but nobody man. else needs nobody else needs to listen to it. Hey, but you <laughs> were pretty impressed with the with the number of like, uh, you know, guest appearances and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Right, Patient Number yes. Nine is the album. So, and I only really listened to it a because I got so heavily into Black Sabbath this year, and so. I listened to more Aussie stuff and I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good Aussie stuff out there, but let's hear what 2022 Aussie sounds like. And this is, this is okay. Um, I, I highly recommend the track, no escape from now featuring Tony Iommi on guitar. It is one of the best, uh, songs that those two guys ever came up with. It doesn't sound anything like Black Sabbath song. Right. right? (laughs) You would think, you would think, but it's it's not a Black Sabbath song. I mean, it's nice again for them to be able to get outside of the Black Sabbath box. They can still make good music, and that song is definitely a standout track. There, nice again, six and a half minutes, but it's still a standout track. Um, and then yeah, but but it's still a very fifty fifty album altogether. I I listened to Ozzy back when I was first getting into music. And I was hardcore fangirling out with Randy Rhodes's guitar and Crazy Train was like one of my initial introduction into like really, really awesome guitar soloing. So I got the two albums that he's on, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. And those albums, like I said before, they, they've got some really good songs, but they're they're like 80% kind of albums to mm. me. Nothing crazy awesome, but still some good stuff there. And then I was like, Hey, no Randy Rhodes, no care after that. <laughs> so I didn't follow up with any more. And so there's, I mean, this is album number 13 for Ozzy. So he had several more throughout the eighties and nineties. I know he retired technically in 1991, but then came back in 95. And then when, you, when you're a musician, on. retirement means nothing. I know, I know, but he also, I watched a documentary on YouTube about him and like, those were really, really bad years for him. Cause so like, what the fuck do I do, man? <laughs> so he was just relapsed. I mean, and he's being held together by like duct tape and like, <laughs> well, that's muse- what you would think. Museum you would putty. think listening, you would think you'd listen to this and just hear an old man mumbling words, but he sounds just as good as he always has even at 74 and filled with all sorts of who knows what medical problems. So like, like the songs are engaging at least they just don't have a lot of really memorable hooks on them. So I know 
Uh, Mike McCready is on a track. Uh, Jeff Beck is on two two tracks. There's a song on here called Mr. Darkness, which is a really, really good song. And that's that one's featuring his his regular guitar player that's in most of his stuff, Zach Wild, who's been around, I think, he's been his guitar player kind of on and off since the early nineties. Oh, isn't he the black label society guy? Also? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. I, so, yeah, like, I've always seen he, his name around. So that dude, you know, I've never really listened to too much of his guitar playing, but the stuff he does on here is great. He still has like, he can really make that sound where you're like, man, this sounds like early nineties metal. Like he can, like, his, his clean guitar stuff just has that, I don't know how to call it. Just the, that those power ballad kind of like bow, 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 kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you know, it's trying to be that. So, you know, not a lot of these songs are great. Even the other Tony Iommi song on here, there's, there's two on this album. The second one was just like, eh, so it's all right. And, um, there's a track on here with the Josh home, who is the lead singer. Oh yeah. Of Queens, of the, Stone yeah Age. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. So he's on a track. So I gave it a what are you six six out of thirteen. It wasn't bad. It, it sounds like I it's just, one it of did, those it, albums that like there's something for everybody here. There pretty much is. Yeah. Like you really have to look at the credits to know who's playing guitar because it it could they could have told me that this was all one person playing guitar on this album. And I would have believed you. It wasn't like it was that drastic of a change. I think Mike McCready's song. I was like, man, I wish he could sound like this with Pearl jam. Cause like he busted out his metal chops on that track. Um, it's not a very good song, but the guitar parts and the guitar solo in it were really good. So it didn't really spur me to want to go back and listen to more Aussie albums from the eighties and nineties. So I'm just going to, lay this one to rest now that's that's cool man at least there's stuff in here that you enjoyed yeah yeah that was kind of cool and then i listened to young blood on the complete opposite end of the spectrum you brought up young blood you brought up him last week you said it was pretty good for the most part but you did you recommend i listen to it i can't remember now I recommended that everyone listen to it i think it's not a (laughs) phenomenal album but it is an album that i think Every song songs. is enjoyable, but it just doesn't do any one thing spectacularly, right? It's just a good, right. feel-good album with some feel-good messages, and you know, and it's, it's just a lot a, better than the Machine Gun Kelly album from earlier this year. I agree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got that vibe, except that he's British, and it's a little bit of that nothing no nowhere kind of sound yeah and he's not singing about like hood rat shit so which is no yeah which is what mgk tries to think he is he, he thinks he's a hood rat guy but whatever <laughs> so I, I i enjoyed a fair amount of this i gave this album a seven out of 12 i think sex not violence was a really good song oh yeah that's one of the and... ones that i love because it just sounds like peak uh palais royale it's great mm. That might be why Uh, the first five tracks on here. I definitely enjoyed it. It it really starts out good. And then just kind of goes a little downhill towards the end, but I do like the last track on here. Boy in the black dress. Yeah. I I like that song too, but I feel like the execution, especially lyrically and the way that he's trying to tell the story kind of falls flat because like, it's very (sighs) obvious that he's talking in the first person, 
But then it right. gets revealed in the very last lines, like, oh, but the boy in the black dress. But it was me. Oh, me. No. It's like, and it was like, yeah, oh, dude, we knew yeah, that we knew. four minutes ago. <laughs> right. But I got a track called The Emperor here, track 13. Oh, The Emperor, I, huh? That just came up right now. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> oh, um, wow. You got a surprise it, bonus track, huh? I guess. I just clicked on it on Amazon and it was like 13 tracks. Oh, let me see if uh, that's, that shows up on on the spoots too. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not familiar with that song, but I guess I'm going to have to listen to it. Now you got another song to potentially uh, boost the score. <laughs> <laughs> For those young blood fans out yeah. there. So what yeah, I think that's here? all I had this week cool but you know we have officially entered the bombardment oh look i got the emperor as well so man it must have just dropped this morning then yeah i must have interesting on spotify but i listened i listened to the album i listened to the album this morning and it wasn't there literally within the last hour wow that's fucking (laughs) crazy yeah (laughs) i have to look that up so see what's going on with that but uh yeah like uh, on spotify i'm showing 2.1 million plays so this must be like a a single from before that, that just kind of thrown in. I don't know. Maybe, or it's only been out for like three hours and it yeah, already 2. got 2.1 million, million people are already. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got for this week. And then we're listening to the three new albums. But uh, I got three, which is pretty, pr- pretty okay for me. I'm not yeah, overwhelmed yet. I'm potentially going to throw in another one, maybe for a listener to, but uh, I don't know, let's, let, let's kind of go, I'm going to show my hand in order of enjoyment. Uh, the Devil Wears <laughs> Prada with uh, well, color, uh, color Decay so far. Everything seems to be in the right place. Mm. And I'm enjoying it four listens in. This is Hopefully potentially this good. Yeah, this is potentially one of the best albums of the year. I, I'm not sure about that yet. Adam, you shut your it's mouth. Definitely a, I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> it's definitely a top 20 album for me right now. Ooh, okay, but I'll take it's that. Still, it's still got some time. I'll still take got it. some time. There's, it's, I'm so glad they're they're sticking with the new sound. Mm. They didn't go back to the roots. Nobody wanted to hear that. Yeah, not only anymore. are they sticking with the new sound, they're still kind of doubling down and like going even even more progressive and like even more with like the dark atmospheric tones and um, mm-hmm. just kind of, they're, they're just kind of throwing in some weird shit without like fully throwing away their old identity. Like they're really doing a blend of old and new at this point. And it's, I'm all for it, man. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it's in still like pretty heavy. Oh yeah. Like I'm going to throw in like another listener to of the act too, just to kind of reacclimate yes. myself to that album and just be like, Oh, this, this is why this album is so good. And, Devilverse product have really had a huge glow up over the last few years, man. Because I, I listened to the act a week or two ago, and I was like, this album isn't as good as I remembered it. But I also wasn't really like paying attention. I was doing other stuff at the time, mm. so I need to kind of give it a full attention listen. I know. I mean, just 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 think like two albums ago, Transit Blues, bro. Eight eighteen. Eight eighteen, bro. Almost a decade ago. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Transit Blues. And I just remember really disliking 818. <laughs> Wasn't Transit Blues like your number one worst album of the year? Which one of that? Which that one was, of albums was that for you? 8 818 was my wor- was my worst album of 2013, but it Ooh. was dethroned <gasps> by Deathroned. No, not Deathroned. <laughs> <laughs> Deathroned I love. It was dethroned by 
Oh, wow. Four bands. Oh, Vanna, The Few and Far Between, Falling in Reverse, Fashionably Late, <laughs> Stray from the Path, and Avenged Sevenfold, Hail to the King. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Good job, that Devil Wears Prada. You're so not 818 as bad as is, was my number five worst of that year. <laughs> but to go man. from that to where they went to the act and then Color Decay, man. Like, mm-hmm. the, what a glow up. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, I so. hope... Their old fans just just disappear, I guess, yeah. if they need to. If they and, can't accept it. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a fan that like doesn't enjoy the act or, or is whining about it or and or colored decay, hey, your old albums didn't go anywhere. You can still listen to some of your favorite songs on Dear Love, a beautiful Discord, like Dogs Can Grow Beards All Over, Who Whoa. Speaks Spanish, Colon Quesadilla. Swords, dragons, <laughs> and diet coke. Modify the pronunciation. Gauntlet of solitude. Rosemary oh, had an accident. <laughs> and the rest. No one's telling you and you can't enjoy the those rest. songs. They're Are still those all there. From which which album is that? Are those ones from Dear Love, a beautiful Discord? <laughs> oh, that's right. Album number one. Hmm. Well, you know, you got to grow up sometimes, and Once I appreciate that about this band. <laughs> I love that. But we got we got worried after Z two, the Mighty Zucks. I mean, <laughs> it's like they they they're going backwards. They were throwing. Now, now we understand they were just throwing a bone to the old to to the old listeners, and you mm-hmm. know, thankfully they uh, you know are are keeping the, the this this great sound that they enacted with the act. But uh, yes, yeah. but uh, you know, for the next so, week. Speaking we, of, go ahead. Speaking of us just deciding to listen to old albums, let's talk about the other bands that we're listening to this week. <laughs> no devotion. They've uh, well, they, they've come out with uh, an album seven years in the making, supposedly. Man, uh, eight tracks, seven years. Yeah, they wrote <laughs> 30, a song a year. Thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes for eight tracks. Yeah, Jeff Rickley's. Uh, we can't call it his new because again, it's been seven years. Oh my god, uh, his his <laughs> I guess current band uh, now uh, with uh, some members of a band. I don't need to get into it. Uh, but uh, yes, again, following up Permanence, which was an album that like, hey, we thought had some good ideas. There's a couple of really good songs on Permanence, uh, and you know, so it, one of those songs made my top twelve songs of 2015, and uh, yeah. Don't know if I can say the same about No Oblivion, though. Uh, No, there doesn't seem to be too much standing out yet, but this is where Jeff is in his creative existence. So it's it's fun to hear new Jeff for the first time in seven years. I love Jeff Rickley as an artist and as a human being. I think he's a I think he's a pleasant man, but uh, I don't know if this 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 I don't know if this this is going to do anything for me uh, for for the next week. So I don't know. Right. Uh, maybe maybe some of the will old me. album, I guess. You no, got, you that got the old album to that album's not great either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. I don't know. Maybe I'll have some weird epiphany for No Oblivion by No Devotion by Wednesday. I don't know. I doubt it, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm not enjoying this one so far, but uh, yeah, it, but it's good that Jeff Freakley is still staying creative, and uh, I hope we never get any more thursday and we just leave thursday alone uh right <laughs> the impeccable discography that they have but the, it's like if black audio 
Or if AFI is going to take the black audio route, then we know where Thursday's route is going to go. Oh, no. listening to these albums. <laughs> it's Adam, okay. It's okay. I haven't had a chance to listen to the new album by uh, Asphalt Meadows, but we talked about it a little bit uh, on our on, on our yeah. commute yesterday. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your, uh, or tell the audience a little bit about your uh, first impressions of that album? Well, the band, the band is called Death Cab for Cutie. Yes. The album is called Asphalt Meadows. This is their so, 10th album. 10th studio album. Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So Kintsugi um, <laughs> was their eighth. That's the last one eighth. with Chris Walla. And then they released yes. Thank You for Today in 2018. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> Is it that hard? <laughs> you have that not, trouble? I'm not hating it. But I've said that about a lot of albums I've grown to hate mm, mm, <laughs> this <okay>. year. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, I, I've said many times, this band has like three good albums out of their now ten. Um, I don't think this one is going to break any mold. The songs are are there. There's some interesting parts that I'm like, oh, they haven't done that before. So I don't think it's going to grow on me too much by the end mm. of the week but i might be pleasantly surprised yeah I, I plan on starting to listen to this uh today so i don't know i'm not going in super excited but maybe i'll have a completely different perspective than you we'll find out i guess maybe maybe and then uh, another but yeah it's one of those one of those bands where you're just like i don't think you guys need to keep making albums do you and if you do can you make a better statement than whatever this is but Hey, you I'm know, sure being an old hard, curmudgeon. Yeah, but I'm sure the hardcore Death Cab for Cutie fans, like the ones who mosh at their short at their shows. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sure there's something for them to enjoy in here, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, I, again, I'll listen to it, and then maybe I will have a completely different perspective than you. I doubt it. You and I are almost the same man at this point. But uh, you know, the song. The song's called "Rain of Blood" by Slayer. <laughs> this fire grows. <laughs> <laughs> Codes and Keys was the name of that album. We were trying to figure that out last night. Yeah. Again, like I, I knew the, the, the album art. It's just the fucking hash, mm-hmm. the, the pound button on the phone. It's like, ah, uh, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Good album. Good album. Not great album, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll also find that about. Uh, again, I'll give a couple listens to Black Audio. That's, co- that's of course, Black Audio. B-L-A-Q-K. Uh, because Davey Havoc <laughs> and Jade Puget can't never, help themselves. Never learned to never learn to spell. Yeah, they, inst- instead of getting an education, they decided to pursue music uh, against right. their mother's best wishes. So let that be a lesson That's to why you they, young folks out there: stay in school. They wanted to be call their band a fly, but they just wrote down A F I, and it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> stay in school kids stay in school don't become don't become gothic punk rockers <laughs> writing some of the greatest music that adam and i have ever heard but uh don't do it <laughs> how dare you don't you dare all, don't do it kids. it all it all ends in misery as we've come to learn <laughs> i don't have too much exposure to black audio's music i i listen to again they never learned how to spell sex cells. <laughs> that's C E X cells. One word back in 2007. Ooh. Wasn't a fan. Mm. And I think I listened mm-hmm. to like bright black heaven in 2012 too, with like very little expectations and it still let me down. Uh, and then I just haven't listened to them hmm. ever since, but I don't know, man, I love Davey Havoc. 
I'm gonna listen to the Davy Havoc stuff, and I'm gonna give this like okay. one or two listens. And if it ain't holding okay. my attention by then, then you won't hear me talk about it next week. <laughs> okay, that's what I was kind of thinking. Until you give me like a glowing black audio review, I'm just gonna like not not give them the shot that they may think they deserve, but they yeah. actually don't. Absolutely. So uh, this Friday, you know, and a couple of other big titles, of course, you know, after our big uh, w- the Wonder Years retrospective from last week, we've got the follow up to uh, Sister Cities. The hum goes on forever. Yes. I remembered the title this time. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> a coping mechanism from uh, Willow Smith, the follow up from yeah. their, her album from last year. And I enjoyed her feature on the Youngblood album. I thought that song was pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Mike and I were having a good time just coming up with what her songs are going to be about when we were driving to the show. (laughs) My rich dad slapped another rich dad. (laughs) I'm I'm very sad. Here's here's my 29 minute album about why I'm I'm the victim here. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> and who was hurt the most in that exchange? That's right. Me, mm-hmm. Willow Smith, rich child <laughs> Willow Smith. I've been a pop star for the last decade. I'm 22. But I'm I, I'm I'm the last album was really good. I was yeah. surprised. I was actually in shock. I've not like a top 10 album or anything, but still still good. Yeah. I'm hoping this one is on par with that. kept our attention and i'm yeah I, just like you said i'm hoping that this one kind of follows suit and you know kind of expands on some of those cool ideas uh from last year so uh right. yeah because her feature with uh mgk emo girl yeah Ooh. i'm in love with emo girl <laughs> Ooh, that was that song Ooh, that was a <laughs> single boy, really that. guys you, you single for that that, that sure one okay was a song Ooh. wasn't it that was a <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, coming yeah, to a list near us fairly Which list? soon. Oh, we'll find out. But uh, did you have I anything know. else, buddy? That is all I got right now. Thank you for bearing with me. I know I always say just one more Brian Fallon gloating episode and then we'll move on. But, you know, there's always. There's Come always on, let's not me. lie to ourselves. <laughs> we, we know that it's probably going to be next week too. So like strap yourselves in folks. There's going to be more Brian Fallon content on the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just leave the that's silence. Let's just leave the silence. There. I'm not going to edit this out. Yeah. Okay. But uh, this is a great, you left in our episode. closing conversation a couple of weeks ago. That was oh, I did. You're like, I'm going to go pick up Zoe now and, you know, raise my child to the strong, girl that she is oh wow i can't believe i left that in that's fucking awful of me it was it was weird and then we said bye and then i I don't know nobody nobody seemed to notice oh it's okay it's It's all right maybe i just go back and re-edit that part and then uh all right. Yeah, that's okay. Wait, all right, buddy. Everybody, folks, thank you for we'll checking leave. out this week's episode. Uh, forgive, forgive any weird things that I just left into the episode this week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we uh, I hope you guys enjoy just our recollection of the Gaslight Anthems World Tour coming to uh, the Palladium in L.A. Uh, you know, it, it, this episode's for us, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, stay tuned to more episodes in the future. We are kind of hitting that kind of uh end of the year stride where a bunch of albums are going to be hitting us we might do a track by track next week uh i don't know maybe we'll do color decay that seems to be one that we're enjoying very much Hmm. maybe we're maybe we're gonna do trip the more by black audio Uh, who knows (laughs) 
stay tuned, folks. <laughs> but for my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. Oh, man, like we say when we're having the best nights of our life, courtesy of the saddest boy in all of New Jersey. Jersey represent. Jersey represent. What are you looking at, asshole? <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. 